You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Harlech Television, or HTV, was among the many British broadcasters who eventually merged onto the ITV network but started out as an independent regional station with its own resources and its own original productions, in this case filmed mostly in Wales and West England. HTV was known for a string of fantasy series for younger viewers in the 1970s and 80s, including Sky, Children of the Stones, Raven, Return to Treasure Island, and Robin of Sherwood. And today, we're celebrating the 1981 premiere of one of HTV's best-loved kids' fantasy series, Into the Labyrinth. I'm Alexandra August, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for May 13th. It was today in 1981 that HTV premiered the first episode of Into the Labyrinth, starring beloved character actor Ron Moody as Rothko, a trapped sorcerer seeking the help of three youngsters, and Pamela Salem as the evil sorceress Bellor, who trapped Rothko in the first place. They're both trying to lay their hands on a magical item called the Nidus, if Rothko claims the Nidus, he can free himself from the underground cave where Beller has imprisoned him. If Beller gets it, well, she controls everything. Just her evil laugh alone tells you that's probably not a good idea. Three youngsters exploring the caves, Phil, Helen, and Terry, discover Rothko and reluctantly agree to help him. The Nidus has been scattered throughout history, and so has Rothko. But when the kids encounter Rothko in each time zone, he won't have met them yet, and they'll have to convince him that they are there to help him every time. What's in it for the kids? Well, they're time traveling with the help of a wizard they found in a cave. What's not to love about that? Fortunately, this story wasn't seen only in Wales and West England. Even Americans of a certain age might have seen it. Time to jog your memory right after this. Into the Labyrinth ran for three seasons of seven half-hour episodes, each in the UK starting on this day in 1981, but like the Nidus itself, the show quickly made its way around the world. A lot of the show's appeal was down to the performance of its Oscar and Tony-nominated lead, Ron Moody, who had almost snagged the Oscar for Best Actor as Fagin in 1968's Oliver, a role he had played on stage for years before the movie was made. In the UK, at least, Moody was still a bankable star, but those award nominations certainly helped HTV sell into the labyrinth worldwide. And between the beginning of 1983 and the end of 1984, Nickelodeon viewers in North America got to see the first season as part of that upstart cable network's rotating wheel of fantasy-oriented programming called The Third Eye, whose programming all originated from the UK and New Zealand, and all of which shared a common theme of psychic powers to one degree or another. American kids got to see Rothko and Bellor fight for the Nidus over and over again. At least until Nickelodeon shut The Third Eye forever after two years. Ironically, despite three seasons being available, Nickelodeon only ever aired the seven episodes of season one. And as for how HTV managed to get an actor of Ron Moody's stature for a kid's television fantasy series, it all goes back to a role that Moody once turned down and then regretted not taking for the rest of his career. In 1969, as the BBC was casting the third incarnation of The Doctor in Doctor Who, Ron Moody's name came up as a strong contender. But at the time, riding high on the success of Oliver, he turned down what he then saw as a somewhat silly television series. 
and Jean Pertwee became the doctor instead. Though Moody was a star of the stage in both London and Broadway, and for many years afterward, he came to realize he'd passed up a role that might have made him even more famous than Fagin. When he was offered the part of Rothko, he saw another chance at a similar time-tripping character. And here we are, talking about Ron and Rothko 40 years later. So maybe he was onto something. This has been five minutes of science fiction history, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for May 13th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.